Blog Talk Radio. Calvano and welcome to my special edition of Let's Ask the Angels. Today on Sunday at the 11 o'clock hour, I have a special guest today, Stuart Pierce. And um, before I, I introduce him, you know, my regular show is on Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can always get the updates of my shows here on Blog Talk Radio's page. And it's really my great privilege to have this special moment to um, share with you Stuart Pierce, his information, and also his um, courses and a special evening that we're doing here in New York City. If you're in the tri-state area, uh, you're welcome to join us. I'll give you more information about that. And if you don't know about Stuart, I'm going to give you a brief background, and I really... um, highly suggest that you go to his website and read the lengthy version of his story. It's quite fascinating. I had the opportunity to meet him. I was guided, as many of you are, to a teacher, to a mentor, a coach, a healer, and I was guided to go see him, and I didn't know anything about him. I just, his name, his, basically that was it. I was guided to go to an evening called Enchantment about a year and a half ago here in New York City. And in this short two-hour workshop, uh, we connected with the Angels of Atlantis. I had done chanting before, but chanting Mm -hmm. with Stuart and resonating these beautiful sounds at each of our chakra centers and uh, connecting with the Archangels of Atlantis, I had a profound experience of healing. And what do I mean by that? I I experienced some openings in my own throat chakra. I felt... um, I just felt energy moving through my throat. And uh, shortly after, I saw myself making choices and taking bolder moves than I had been in in quite a while. And that was just from one experience, you know, being with Stuart. And so about him, he is a legendary sound healer. He is a master of voice, angel medium, and he was the head of voice at the Weber Douglas Academy uh, in London, He helped pioneer Shakespeare's Globe Theater between 1997 and 2010 and coached people such as Simon Callow, Callow, Matthew Goode, uh, Hugh Bonneville, Vanessa Redgrave, Margaret Thatcher, Diana, Princess of Wales, and the London 2012 Olympic bid. So he's done many things. He's also published Angels and the Keys of Paradise, 
and also the Angels of Atlantis book and oracle, and the Angelic Heart Sigils Oracle, the Heart's Note, and the Alchemy of Voice. And his websites are thealchemyofvoice.com and also theangelsofatlantis.com. And, you know, he's not always, when you're going to hear his voice, he's, he didn't start out that way as a youngster. He, he had difficulties speaking and even reading as a young man. And he grew up in the household, uh, the royal household in London. His father worked for um, royalty. So he was brought up in a quite beautiful and privileged environment. And then he went on and he trained as an actor. And as I said, he did also became coaches of, this, of Shakespeare's um, works. And then went on to create these presentation, um, how to speak presentations for corporate organizations, which he still does also. But then he went on to work with a shaman and this story, like I said, you can find on his website. It was in 1987 that he created this uh, temple of sound during the time of the harmonic convergence. He had an opportunity, exquisite opportunity, where he was visited by the angels of Atlantis. And I'll let him tell you more about that. And the, t- the title, I was going over his website material, and the title that I was quite taken by is about his uh, life story is A Search for a Voice of Truth. And, you know, many of us have uh, a real fear of public speaking, uh, a real fear of having our authentic voice be heard. And I say fear, but it's also the deepest desire to connect. I think that is what we all have, to connect with another, to connect with ourselves, to connect to the universe. And it is through sound, and it is through vibration. And Stuart's going to also give us some uh, predictions of the next, of, for, the, for the month of March, and also all the, the energies that are leading up to the equinox here the next nine days. And again, I want to mention that Tuesday evening here in New York City He will be presenting uh, an evening called Enchantment, and it will be at the Reflections Center for Conscious Living and Yoga. And you can find out more information about that through my um, contact me here at Blog Talk Radio or at my website or with Stuart Pierce, and we can uh, provide you with a reservation. And tickets will be sold at the door. So without further ado, I'm going to bring him on, and I'm a one-woman production team today, and I'm going to look at which, I'm going to say hello to you and try to connect with Stuart to see where he is on my caller list. So, okay, so I see that he just texted me, and I'm going to give him the phone number and just bear with me. Oh, just put on some music just for a brief second, and I'll be right back.
Okay, so thank you for waiting. And I just texted Stuart the information. He had a little, we had, we had some issues with connecting today. And here we go. I believe this is him. So here we go. Welcome, Stuart. Hello there. Hi. Hi. Hello, and I am deeply sorry to you and all the listeners. Barbara, I'm so sorry. Um, evidently, <clears throat> there are gremlins playing up, um, preventing us from talking, which happened to me. This is the fifth time it's happened to me whilst I've been on this wonderful U.S. tour. So mm. evidently, there is a force that doesn't want us to reveal the wonder. But I have come through, and we are steadfastly <laughs> going to be um, with the, you know, the, the extraordinary angels have come through to help us. Yes, yes. Well, I'm so glad. And and I, I were you able to hear any of my introduction or? Uh, no, unfortunately, okay. I've only just okay. been received your wonderful, you know, the the telephone and okay. the telephone okay. number. So I've just come through literally. Well, I did mention to our listeners that you will be here. You are here in New York City, and we have a special evening on Tuesday, um, uh, called Enchantment. And I also just give your brief, your brief background information. And also, yes. yeah, Stuart will also be giving private sessions called Soul Readings, and you can contact him at his website. Again, it is the Alchemy of Voice and also the Angels of Atlantis. Or if you reach me, and if, I'll may give I um, may I quickly mm-hmm. um, add? But yes. if anybody wants to come through for that, the easiest thing is just to email me, um, mm-hmm. or uh, either I or my PA will pick it up. And the the email address is Stuart S T E W A R T at thealchemyofvoice dot com. Beautiful, beautiful. I can repeat that. It's Stuart S T E W A R T at thealchemyofvoice dot com. All 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 uh, lowercasing, all one word. Beautiful. Bless you. Thank you for mentioning that. Sure, yes. And what I had mentioned was my own experience of having attended a two-hour workshop with you about a year and a half ago, and I didn't know who you were. I just was guided to you, as I mentioned to the listeners. Often we are guided to someone, a healer or teacher, and I say it is a vibrational connection that is um, familiar and and just uh, yeah, it's familiar and wants to be known. And what happened at your workshop is that a chanting with you, and I had chanted before many times in other um, meditation circles and things, but what was different was bringing and in, calling into the angels and anchoring to the earth and to the, you know, galactic star, you know, the power of chanting with the archangels was exquisite. It was something I never experienced before. And it opened up my body. It opened up to my throat chakra. And as I told my listeners, it provided me access to new energy and new momentum and motivation in my life. So I just highly recommend um, looking into his work and then joining, joining us if it's possible this week on Tuesday. Well, that's wonderful. Absolutely. Because mm-hmm. I, I think initially, am I right in saying you were drawn to the angels of Atlantis? That was what the point of inquiry yes, was. Yes, that was that. Said. And then I found out that you were in <clears throat> Connecticut and I couldn't go there. And then I said, <clears throat> well, I'll wait. And then lo and behold, the next week you were in New York City. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
Yes, Enchantment, the evening that we're speaking of, the two-hour mm-hmm. journey, it's, uh, it's a, a wonderful happening. I tend to refer to it as being more of a happening than of a workshop. Mm-hmm. Those workshops sort of always gives a, give, gives a feeling of the fact that it's a day's um, investigation into mm-hmm. a series of precepts. And mm-hmm. actually, the happening of Enchantment is just as it sounds. It's and as you've been delineating, it's using mm-hmm. chant, it's using sound to bring magic into our lives. So enchantment, of course, we see as being a realm of great magic, a kingdom of great miracle. And by using chant, we can evoke or indeed invoke, we can enchant by using chant, magic into our lives. And so that's really what the core of the evening is all about. Mm-hmm. That um, It arose out of a temple of sound healing that the angels asked me to create very effectively in, uh, in, in Europe, which mm-hmm. uh, lasted for 12 years. And then when the great change of December the 21st, 2012 took place, uh, I woke up having released the 12th pillar of the temple, meaning the 12th workshop, that mm-hmm. created the Temple of Sound Healing, known as the Alchemy Voice. And the angels said, now we, we, we feel that the people have been coming to the temple, now the temple needs to go to the people. Mm-hmm. And an hour later, my PA called me and said, but, you know, Stuart, there are 12 emails from you from people all over the world asking for you to go to their centers. Um, mm-hmm. What do I do about it? And so, of course, I said, well, look, you know, can you call all of them or email all of them and find out what is truly legit, what is practicable, um, mm-hmm. what what will enhance the work? And then automatically, you know, we can decide whether we go or whatever happens. And mm-hmm. at least nine of these witnesses were from the United States of America, or at least from North America in general. And so I've been, for the last four years, I've been moving very capaciously, or the last three years, I suppose, um, I've been moving quite capaciously in, in, throughout the United States, spreading the word of the Angels of Atlantis. And particularly through this wonderful evening that you've just delineated mm-hmm. called Enchantment, so that we can come together in communion, feel mm-hmm. love and joy spreading all the way through our beings, experience the depth of what the angels want us to feel. Because after all, angels have always been associated with sound. It's very mm-hmm. rare that we look at angels in stained glass windows and don't see them with their mouths open. <laughs> mm-hmm. And some of the time they have trumpets. Yes. And we talk about the hallelujah chorus sung by the angels. So mm-hmm. it, there's a very ancient story where the angels truly come in to the province of what sound is all about. The sound is at mm-hmm. the core of creation. And uh, the story very simply arises out of the Middle East, and it says that the creator in his, or indeed as we would say today, her infinite wisdom, mm-hmm created a statue of clay and asked Mm -hmm. the soul to enter the statue of clay and the soul refused. Mm -hmm. The soul refused because the soul wasn't confined by being in one small area of a statue of clay. The soul Mm -hmm. was free to be ubiquitous, to be able to travel universally or indeed intergalactically and be uh, just exploring its own energy in relation to the two principles that are at the very core of soul, which are love and joy. Mm -hmm. And then... The Divine One asked if, to switch this off, um, Mm -hmm. if the angels could sing a divine chorus. And as they sang this divine chorus, the soul was so enchanted that the soul decided to enter the statue of clay. And so the soul became Adam Cadman, became original man-woman. And so we have within us somewhere sound 
that was first given to us by the angels. We have within us angel resonance, and I believe that we're living at a very remarkable time. I feel you believe this as well, Barbara, where mm-hmm. there is this great, fl- this great flock or this great wave of angelic countenance affecting mm-hmm. our lives. And so, of course, what's happening is that that cosmic reset which was first set at that moment of creation, the angel sound is deep within our bodies, is awakening. Mm -hmm. And so enchantment is another way of bringing that awakening into existence so that we can live lives of sustainable love and joy, so that we can live lives where anything that we have that is in corruption, whether it be a negative thought or a negative feeling or indeed any metastasis in our bodies where we have calcified muscular problems or um, it's, you know, it's difficult to digest food or mm-hmm. indeed even more major medical manifestation, that we can find ways of being able to release that purely and simply by understanding that feeling is the language of the soul. Mm-hmm. And that when we become intelligent about our feeling processes and use sound to find mm-hmm. greater calm, greater, greater consciousness, and greater stillness in our bodies, if mm-hmm. we can become healthy, wealthy, and wise, calm, commanding, and conscious, if we can feel this stillness, we hear the angel's voice deep within us and also without us. Yes. Yeah. You know, so that's um, in many ways what mm-hmm. enchantment is all about, but also to give mm-hmm. the listeners a, a, a perception of what the broader realm of the alchemy of voice is all about in terms of mm-hmm. the way that the angels of Atlantis want to bring forth this promise. Yes. You know, m- many of my listeners and colleagues are angel card readers, uh, um, oracle card readers, mediums, healers, and and some work with sound healing, such as the Tibetan bowls or crystal bowls or even tuning forks and things. And what's wonderful is that here we have with your work, it's, it's together. We not only have these beautiful, your beautiful oracle cards, which are very powerful and beautiful. We have the, um, your work with your recordings and teachings about these specific sounds that can when brought together consciously with the archangels, produce an even more deep connection, more um, like definitive answers, uh, wisdom comes through. Um, I just, you know, I just love it. <laughs> and I just, I have a sense that anyone who's listening today also has a sense that, of the power of sound uh, within their body, within their lives, and within um like what, like you said, what's happening right now on the planet is um, more and more people are, I say, they are opening much more quickly and rapidly. And this access and use of sound healing within their body, chanting and calling in the archangels is a um, very powerful, clear way to connect and to heal. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I hear you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, what I'd love to add, if I may, Mm -hmm. is that it seems that the awakening of sound healership Mm -hmm. is really in our midst. A great Mm -hmm. prophecy was given to us quite some years ago, 70, 80 years ago, by Ed Casey, that sound would be the medicine of the future. Mm -hmm. And it seems that we're all waking up to this, whether it be in Mm -hmm. an esoteric situation or an exoteric situation. And the exoteric, Mm -hmm. in the more 3D situations, we see ultrasound is being used progressively, not just simply to identify the unborn fetus in a in a mother's womb, but also it's being used as laser to diminish 
um, growth within the body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm part of a project at a famous teaching hospital in London, which mm-hmm. is a project within the obst- obstetrics department or the gynecological department, where women who have um, copious fibroids within their womb, these cystic mm-hmm. fibroids, are coming in and being treated not by drugs mm-hmm. and not by let's tear your womb out, mm-hmm. which is an operation, of course, we know uh, called hysterectomy. But they're mm-hmm. being given ultrasound, and within mm-hmm. 14 seconds, tumor diminishes. Mm-hmm. It's quite mm-hmm. extraordinary. So there is all mm-hmm. of that. But at mm-hmm. the same time, what you were referring to, because we're really waking up to the power of sound through crystal bowls, through singing mm-hmm. bowls, or indeed mm-hmm. through the great gongs. Mm-hmm. And more and more and more, we're feeling our, uh, a need to go and yield and surrender and completely mm-hmm. let go to a sound bath or a gong bath yeah. produced by crystal bowls or the great gongs. And yeah. I feel that this is absolutely wonderful because the only way that we can move forward and become the mighty beings that we can become, that is our prophecy and our dream, is by releasing cortisol and noradrenaline, these two Mm. powerful stress hormones, by moving into a state of rest, by yielding and surrendering to the beauty of the gong, or indeed the beauty of the singing bowl, we, Mm. we literally drop deep into alpha, which of course we know is a portal, alpha rhythms, for those of you who aren't familiar, is a brainwave state that is below the beta rhythms that we're living as we converse right now in this radio conversation. Mm-hmm. We move deep into this state that is almost like a portal between sleeping and waking, and mm-hmm. that's where healthy cell growth take place. So there mm-hmm. is that. It's a very mm-hmm. significant notion of the mm-hmm. only way that we can move forward and change some of the difficulties in our world is by using a new strategy. And it's not mm-hmm. by doing, 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 doing. It's by being. Mm-hmm. So we're learning mm-hmm. how to yield. Mm-hmm. So on one level, this is listening to God. We're going into a deep meditative form. I, f- I believe that what chant is all about mm-hmm. is moving into the light of talking to God or mm-hmm. praying to God or indeed, if you like, chanting to God. We don't mm-hmm. have to use word. We just need mm-hmm. to use an intention on Mm -hmm. a vowel sound or indeed within mantra Mm -hmm. and by using this having arisen out of a state of rest to use this we're beginning to find ways of developing a much greater understanding between how we can do being or how we can be doing Mm -hmm. because obviously doing is the masculine being is the feminine doing is the Mm -hmm. outer being is the inner we're mm-hmm. noticing that we're, we've been educated and socialized and conditioned into doing, 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 which means that we're missing out on the being. Mm-hmm. And so what we're seeing is that we need to move back into radically feeling at least for 20 minutes a day a sense of being. Here mm-hmm. is a way of being able to do this, and this is the, te- this is the angel's teaching. This is their mm-hmm. principle heralding call please Mm -hmm. will you firstly yield into this deep impulse where you Mm -hmm. can feel the rhythm and the pulse of what life is truly about through stillness because that's Mm -hmm. where god lives and then to celebrate that conviction lift your voices up in in resonant pleasure and allow your voices soar with the angels Mm-hmm. it's then that we feel that the practicability or the tactile nature of the angels coming in. Um, and so I feel that that's what you're referring to, that you noticed mm-hmm. in, in, when you attended enchantment, mm-hmm. that a very deep 
quality of yielding took place so that you could feel the experiential of the angels' voices or indeed the angels' intentions, the angels' promises or the angels' prophecies moving through you Mm -hmm. on a deep cellular level. Mm-hmm. And it produces joy. It produces yeah. unbridled joy. It produces un- unknown, boundless freedom. It produces this wonderful sense of high, because we feel mm-hmm. serotonin and oxytocin moving through our bodies, which are the joy hom- hormones. Of course, oxytocin is the love hormone, that when we fall mm-hmm. in love, we feel oxytocin. So we move away from this compound stress that is being brought about through noradrenaline and cortisol. So there are many, many extraordinary features that move us into becoming healthy, wealthy, and wise, calm, commanding, and conscious, Mm -hmm. so that we can move into our sovereignty, feel very powerful about the way that we live our lives, and have immediate responses from the Mm -hmm. universe, meaning Mm -hmm. that, that those things that we want to create in our lives, not more worry and more anxiety and more stress and more there isn't enough, but mm-hmm. we are provided with a platform whereby we see all of the joys of our life, all of our loves, reaching mm-hmm. a point of profound harmony that allows us to feel how we can truly be the people that we dream ourselves into being. And mm-hmm. that is what is so extraordinary. At this time of unique mm-hmm. change and transformation, the beginning of this age of Aquarius, that the angels have come in. I believe this is the third great wave of angelology mm-hmm. that we've since the beginning of creation. The difficulty is that so much of our operation has been to unplug from a system that no longer serves us. This is the patriarchy. Mm -hmm. And we've Mm -hmm. developed individual will to become very practiced in the world, very successful in the world, so that we Mm -hmm. can travel around the world in a very secure state because we have the money to do that, etc., 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 Money is, a, is, a, is an agency of mobility, so we've created it. But at the mm-hmm. same time, what we've done is to move ourselves into the belief that we have to do it all ourselves. Mm-hmm. The angels are making another point. The angels are saying, in your endeavor for creating the dream that you wish to create, why not yield to the help of universal messengers? Why not yield to the help of celestial forms that are thoughts of God, but bring immediate joy and immediate love. I keep returning to those two precepts. Mm-hmm. You know, the the um, the, uh, the mystical pathway is always guardianed by mm-hmm. joy and awe that always yeah. provide us with a great feeling of upliftment. Yeah. yeah. Joy the, and course, awe. Yes. <laughs> sorry. Yes. Yes. You can say. I get on a roll, as you can hear. So. No, but that's what I can. That's what I love about um, just hanging out with you, Stuart, here. You know, last night I'm crossing the street here in New York City in Queens. It's very busy. And looking up into the night sky, I saw the crescent moon. And I couldn't help but thinking I was guided to these beautiful thoughts about how whether I'm in New York City in a crowded, busy metropolitan neighborhood or you're in London or Glastonbury <laughs> or you're in Egypt, you're going to see the same crescent moon. And mm. you know, I was just, I was just the beauty because one of the things we speak about often is of being drawn to great beauty. You know, you were um, brought up in an environment that had a lot of um, beauty and, um, it, you know, growing up in the, pa- you know, in, in the Royal Palace household, and many of us didn't have that, but 
how we can manifest that and how we can shift our thoughts to remind ourselves that beauty is everywhere and beauty is our destiny and beauty is our deserving and and it's not for others but there's something to be in joy and awe of great beauty that just is inspiring and uplifting and also very healing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, what I'm reminded of is the fact that um, as people know, I had a, what seems to be an immensely privileged mm-hmm. childhood <clears throat> where I was able to look at mightiness mm-hmm. and look at beauty and look at awe, look at pomp mm-hmm. and circumstance very closely. Uh, what I'm also reminded of is the fact that where, even if we're doing this, if we're not valuing it truly, mm-hmm. there is always a landscape um, mm-hmm. of wilderness. Mm-hmm. And so... At a very early age, I remember meeting that wilderness. Mm-hmm. Um, so although there was this joy, there was also the mm-hmm. wilderness. And mm-hmm. um, particularly the wilderness was to do with not being able to fit in, not being mm-hmm. able to do what other people thought I could do <laughs> in a very practiced way. And I was just obviously thinking in a very different way. So that became very tortured because at that point, which was a very long time ago, the post-war years, but if you couldn't do what you were supposed to do, then you were punished very bitterly for it. So mm-hmm. there was a wilderness as well as being surrounded by beauty. Mm-hmm. However, um, the point that you were really making is that I had my eye on the beauty all the time. So although yeah. my mm-hmm. body was experiencing the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune that Hamlet mm-hmm. speaks of, I also had my my eye on the fact that there was something more pure happening around me. So whenever I could, I would escape from the wilderness and go straight to the paradise. Mm-hmm. And that has always been, you know, even in the most trying situation where I was being aggressed or being punished or being criticized or being, un, you know, judged in a, in a very unjust in a very unjust way. Mm-hmm. That there was always the belief that there was something deep inside me mm-hmm. that would always carry me through. That all conditions mm-hmm. are temporary, and that I would find once more where the beauty of the paradise was. Mm-hmm. And this is obviously, you know, what, the beginning of a huge understanding about the way that we can live our lives. Mm-hmm. If His Holiness the Dalai Lama were here, he would automatically mm-hmm. say, yes, you see, happiness is a decision. It's mm-hmm. not a condition. This mm-hmm. is something, obviously, that in our early years, it's difficult to embrace unless mm-hmm. we can feel the inner pulse and the inner motivation of moving us towards something which is infinitely more joyous. And I believe in every every human being, there is this quickened impulse. There mm-hmm. is this desire to move into a celebration of what life is truly all about. I was, uh, you know, flying into New York City yesterday from Indianapolis, and um, I was I was reading a book that was written by a very very dear friend um, called John O'Donoghue, mm-hmm. and uh, he 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 was writing something very similar. I have it in my hand now, and I was just flicking through to see if I could find, because I underlined a few things in red to see if I could find this wonderful, wonderful iridescent sentence that John used to illustrate, no one wants to remain a prisoner in an unlived life. There are many callings in the world, and yet there is always the invitation to an adventure. There is always an invitation to be within an awakened life, full of the most exhilarating impulse. In all of us, this is the dream of every heart. 
Mm. All we need to do is to open ourselves to the dream, at least try and see the possibility of thinking it. The difficulty is that most people long to step onto the path of of the creative, to awaken their lives to beauty and passion, and to deepen their contentment, allowing their lives to make a difference, but they're frightened to do so. Mm -hmm. So here are the angels that are helping us to make that choice. Mm -hmm. Isn't that beautiful? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. This is John O'Donoghue, the great Irish mystic, who, alas, is Mm -hmm. no longer with us. He's passed into into heaven. And he Mm -hmm. wrote a series of books. So this is from his book, Divine Beauty, The Invisible Embrace. So, yes, I mean, you know, you're very intuitive. There I was yesterday, (laughs) dreaming up beauty. And uh, reading about divine beauty and how it can become more of a witness in our lives, mm-hmm. um, which is absolutely splendid, absolutely splendid. It's within the capability of all of us, and that's what the angels yes. want us to feel. Yes. Like you've never, me never seen an ugly angel. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's interesting, at the beginning of the Industrial Revolution, there was a great movement artistically of a group of artists called the Pre-Raphaelites, and one of them was... Um, uh, oh gosh, the name, not Holman Hunt Was it Holman Hunt? Well no, William Burns Jones Burns mm-hmm. Jones said, when they build another machine I'll paint another angel When they build another <laughs> machine, I'll paint another angel When they build another machine, I'll paint another angel <laughs> Be Believing In the fact that the Industrial Revolution Meant that a machine would need To be built to, to enhance Industry and mm-hmm. commercialization Then eventually capitalization But at the same time that most of the machines That were being built were extremely Ugly and extremely noisy And were as it were raping The nature of our landscape which was mm-hmm. At that time natural um, Meaning woods and trees and Beautiful rivers and pastures and Animals and flora and fauna And so forth and so forth uh, so forth and so forth. And suddenly here was Industrial Revolution just steamrollering through it. Mm-hmm. And so I feel at the same point, you see, that we're given that when we face something that is horrible in our lives, what we need to do is again to create something beautiful. Even if it is mm-hmm. just a gentle scribble in a journal or a diary, mm-hmm. even if yeah. it is going and, and, and as you were looking at the moon, you know, going mm-hmm. into nature and mm-hmm. seeing something within nature and recognizing the paradisic beauty of mm-hmm. what we're looking at, even if yeah. it is just simply going to somebody whom we consider to be dear and mm-hmm. embracing their love in our lives. And if we don't have someone dear, then going to a place that has charity, whether it be a healing center or mm-hmm. a church or a synagogue or a temple, going and just simply embracing what it is to watch extraordinary people who are busy with their lives in a major terminus. And mm-hmm. suddenly you'll find that there is someone with, with joy mm-hmm. in their step, with mm-hmm. happiness on their faces, and with the livelihood of expectation in their bodies as they walk. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Now, I was... Um when you were speaking, I was reminded of a <clears throat> book that I had bought back in the early 80s called A Courage to Create by <clears throat> was it Rollo May. Mm-hmm. And I also had probably on my bookshelf 20 books on the courage to create, how to create, you know, the courage right. it takes to be an artist. And as you're speaking, you know, all of us may not want to be actors or painters, but we do have that deep desire to create or to know that we can create the life that we dream of, that we are not just at the whim of our circumstances and 
even our history. I know that, that we have that calling deep within us that we have the power to create. And that's what I love about sound. For me, it awakens that. One, it awakens your voice, which then is the beginning of creating with your words and everything. Um, yeah. Yes, exactly, exactly. And in fact, I was only saying, I thought this was a, was a rather beautiful phrase um, mm-hmm. to a friend on the telephone last evening, so I wrote it down post to the that, uh, you know, beauty triumphs over suffering. Mm-hmm. I think it was Nietzsche who said that beauty triumphs over suffering, in here, the suffering that is inherent in life, and that mm-hmm. some of the greatest beauty has been created out of suffering. Mm-hmm. So the sentence that I wrote down is that when we decide to explore our lives with the fullness of creative expression, it's often surprising to discover that the things that almost destroyed us are the very things that want to talk to us and mm-hmm. to give us a sense of beauty. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it could be years later. At times, mm-hmm. re- time really makes no difference mm-hmm. in the inner sanctum, within the st- stillness of the, mm-hmm. inner san- the inner sanctuary of our soul. That mm-hmm. feeling is the language of the soul, and mm-hmm. that w- a wound may leave its imprint. Yet, mm-hmm. after all that the time that darkness has reigned within mm-hmm. suffering, that there is always somehow an illumination of our lives that we can now then discover the unseen gift that has been mm-hmm. bequeathed. That's what's mm-hmm. so extraordinary. Yeah. That um, you know, some working as I've done with female cancer over the years, that often when somebody has been taken to the point of their death, that in that moment of death, as they move into life, because they mm-hmm. choose not to die, as we hear from Anita Morjani in her book mm-hmm. Dying to Be Me, that sudden suddenly we discovered this luminescent capacity for dreaming excellence into our lives, for dreaming Mm -hmm. beauty Mm -hmm. into our lives, for dreaming awe into our lives, for dreaming joy into our lives, and for dreaming the exhilaration that takes us into those places. That's when the magic and the miracles happen, because the angels hear Mm-hmm. Um, because they are in the instruments, the instruments of God, or the expressions of God, that are literally in tuned to our consciousness, to love for the sake of love. But they will only come if we ask them. Mm-hmm. If we ask them, then suddenly the magic and the miracles come, even mm-hmm. when we're looking at the, at the gutter, because mm-hmm. things are absolutely horrendous. You know, in this moment, as I say this, I'm just thinking of a conversation that I had the other day with Neil Donald Walsh, who mm-hmm. wrote his book, Conversations with God, in the late 80s, early 90s, that mm-hmm. arose out of profound suffering. There he was, destitute. He uh, had lost absolutely everything, including the, the love of his, his wife, the love of his mm-hmm. children. He was living on the streets. Mm-hmm. And one day he was sitting on a, a bench in some Parkland area, whichever city he was in in the United States of America, and there was a, a, a yellow legal pad left mm-hmm. on the bench, so he picked it up and with a rough-hewn pencil started writing mm-hmm. thoughts, mm-hmm. which automatically were answered by other considerable thoughts. And suddenly there were the books, Conversations with God, which he then published mm-hmm. or had published, and he became a highly successful teacher mm-hmm. and indeed a very, a very um, financially secure man. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all in the making. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And these angels will help us. That's mm-hmm. what's so extraordinary. And they always do it with such glee and with such fervor and joy. Love it. Mm-hmm. Love it, love it, love it, love it. And, you know, and All we have to do speak- is get out of our way. Yeah. 
Sorry, yeah. darling, I interrupt you. No, uh, and and the angels are guiding me to say that we don't necessarily have to wait to such um, excruciating suffering and loss. And that's one of the things they teach in the 12-step programs for Alcoholics Anonymous or Narcotics Anonymous or gambling um, is that when you um, you can have what's called a high bottom or a low bottom, and you know your suffering is your suffering. If someone's listening. You don't have to wait for horrendous loss of everything before you have your light switched on or connection to the divine. For at any moment in your life, we can welcome the angels to assist us for what we might consider um, annoying issues or something that's not so horrid or you know if we compare our suffering to someone else but if we are suffering and we are um, struggling the angels will assist us for anything and every everything and so we don't have to wait till we completely bottom out or have uh, or are having a near-death experience absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. yes I was just using that because it's sort of XX rated and it gets people yeah. listening. <laughs> I mean, we learn mostly through in, through desperation, not through inspiration. Yeah. It seems it at the yeah. moment of yeah. our history as Homo sapiens living on this planet. But as you quite mm-hmm. rightly say, the mm-hmm. um, you know that one of the key advantages that the angels are offering us, I believe, is how we can make quality choices. Mm-hmm. that we normally make choices with the head, and the head can lead us into shall I, shan't I, will I, won't I, where we mm-hmm. don't make the choice. Mm-hmm. And actually what the mm-hmm. angels are doing is saying, well, look, feeling is the language of the soul. We mm-hmm. live in the heart because the heart is the seat of the soul. So why don't you make choices with your heart and not with your mm-hmm. head? Because mm-hmm. your heart will always know. It won't mm-hmm. get into an argument of shall I, shan't I, will I, won't I. Mm-hmm. Instinct or heart counsel will always mm-hmm. allow us to make choices. And it could be, shall I go to this supermarket or shall I go to that supermarket? Mm-hmm. Shall I go to this gas station? Shall I go to that gas station? Shall mm-hmm. I be, buy this toilet paper or that toilet paper? Shall mm-hmm. I buy these potatoes or those potatoes? And automatically the angels, you know, in a very rudimentary way, will come in. This is one of the reasons why I believe that the, the, the first oracle that I created, the Angels of Atlantis oracle, which I have sitting in front of me, so it may be interesting to look into what the angels are saying to us through the, the, the oracle. There are 44 cards, mm-hmm. and we can choose three or two to denote what the nature of our conversation is today, You know what people mm-hmm. out there in the great blue, blue, blue beyond, as they listen to this, what they're feeling. Mm-hmm. That would be wonderful. At the same mm-hmm. time, out of this oracle, which is a which is a card oracle, I created an app so that mm-hmm. we could be in a mobile position wherever mm-hmm. there was a Wi-Fi connection. Um, in a mobile position, we could be standing in front of um, you know a counter in a major supermarket, wondering what to do, or we could mm-hmm. be sitting in a meeting with uh, our bank managers, or with our lawyers, or with our children's teacher, and we need to make a choice, and we're finding it's challenging to make a choice that we can just reach mm-hmm. for the oracle and automatically mm-hmm. it will provide us with teaching. Now, mm-hmm. many people may say, yes, but how, how could I use an oracle in those situations? Because after all, the oracle probably produces a metaphor or a, 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 you know, a puzzle, a melange mm-hmm. that I then need to read. But the wonderful thing is that what it does is to elasticate our mm-hmm. consciousness because we begin mm-hmm. to feel what is true. And only mm-hmm. we know, truly know, what mm-hmm. is true. We mm-hmm. learn this very early on through the substance of someone's love. We know if the love is pure. We know mm-hmm. if it is true. And we know when it is manipulative. 
mm-hmm. and it will take us into in a direction where we may feel harmed. We just mm-hmm. know this. So it's yes. tuning us back into this wonderful instinctual process of deep, deep, deep. I know this because I know this because I know this. Yeah. <laughs> and these yeah. knowings, the angels are saying, are the major impetus for us to move forward in our lives mm-hmm. as highly successful multidimensional beings that can allow us to move into angelic status. This doesn't mean to say that we have a lot of pink fluff fluff around us. Mm -hmm. Uh, Being spiritual Mm -hmm. is not a popularity contest. Mm -hmm. It's a question of literally allowing the light to permeate deep within the shadow so that we can step Mm -hmm. forward from the pain of reaction and Mm -hmm. live within the joy of response. Mm-hmm. Because after all, a reaction is just simply a reacting of something that we've done before, mm-hmm. which is mostly about uh, that I am not enough and I feel frightened in this moment. And when mm-hmm. this happens, we often become aggressive. Whereas if we can actually move into the joy of response, we create something completely new. And that's when the magic starts. I believe mm-hmm. that that's what's happening in enchantment because mm-hmm. we, we enter in our in our states, whatever those states may be, they could be challenged, mm-hmm. they could be fair, mm-hmm. um, but we enter in our states, and then as we move through enchantment, we find a way of moving into super, the super coherence of the heart, mm-hmm. and as a result of that, we suddenly start to open our, our heart chakras to each other. We've, mm-hmm. We know through heart math that the heart has an energy field 5,000 times greater than the human brain. And so we're moving into heart coherence where we all begin to feel a sense of profound knowing that we're all in this together. Even though we're looking at somebody over there who looks very different to us, we feel ourselves embraced within the context of this deep, deep, deep knowing. And we know that that person is feeling empathically exactly Mm -hmm. what we're feeling. Oh, it's so extraordinary. Through all of the diversity of our peoples, isn't it wonderful Mm -hmm. when suddenly there's coherence? Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's the answer of peace on the planet. (laughs) That is it. It is very simple, yes. And it's an electrical impulse. As we see through some of the great... Um, happenings that occur within the collective, whether it be Princess Diana's passing Mm -hmm. or 9-11. We don't need desperation to wake us up to inspiration, but these Mm -hmm. occasions had a profound effect on we homo sapiens. I also believe that the wedding of those two gorgeous young people, William and Kate, Mm -hmm. four or five years ago, also had a a great effect on Mm -hmm. the world population because we know that Mm -hmm. Five and a half billion people watched that joyous coming together, which we call as marriage, and then all of the wonderful parties that took place and the you mm-hmm. know the majesty of it all, the pomp and circumstance. Now, if there were five and a half billion people watching this, this is more than half of the population of our planet because we have seven and a half billion people living on our planet at the moment, mm-hmm. according to the latest statistics. So that's a huge resonance moving through the majority of the people that live on this planet. It only takes 11% of our population to change mass consciousness. So in Mm. those moments, we received one of the great impulses of love that have charged through our bodies for thousands and thousands of years. Mm -hmm. And isn't it interesting that it came just post December the 21st, 2012, which we know mm. was a 
very unique happening in the cosmological life of our planet and all the other planets, the 11 other planets that surround us within this particular universe. Mm. So that's what we need to move ourselves to by, as you were Mm -hmm. saying, by healing what's going on within, being the change that we want to see, that we Mm -hmm. can move forward in a radiation of pure light where literally there is so much light within our bodies that we're living 75, maybe even 80% of light communion with our bodies. This Mm -hmm. immediately begins to release any shadow from our bodies. So fear becomes a thing of the past. Illness becomes a thing of the past. Suffering becomes a thing of the past. Dissipation becomes a thing of the past. Confusion Mm -hmm. becomes a thing of the past. And I am not loved becomes a thing of the past. Mm -hmm. Automatically, we move forward with this light radiation, and we see the humor, we see the love, we see the anticipation, we see the excitement in other people's eyes, within their heart and within their Mm -hmm. bodies. And automatically, we start to dance for joy. I mean, what else can there be? Mm-hmm. In true reality, this is why when you know if we go back to the scriptures and we read that great story of Jesus raising Lazarus and creating a miracle, everybody was in awe of him and, mm-hmm. and, and placed him on this majestic stage, and he turned and said, "And ye shall do this and more." Mm-hmm. That's what the angels are teaching us: that we can be the magnificent beings that we dream of, or mm-hmm. that we see others being we can be the financially solvent beings that we see in those people who are successful success meaning sustain joy we can see mm-hmm. joy on people's faces when we watch an award ceremony like the oscars or the brit awards you know it's mm-hmm. just absolutely infectious mm-hmm. i was at the, the, i was at, at the oscars this year because a friend mm-hmm. of mine won the supporting acting uh, support, uh, supporting a supporting actor, Mark Rylance, mm. and uh, the joy in people's hearts <laughs> as we they went through this whole experience, which mm-hmm. of course ha- has m- many criticisms attached to mm-hmm. it. But the joy of what this experience was all about was so uplifting; mm-hmm. it affected me in an experiential way for at least mm-hmm. seven days afterwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, and I believe then thousands of people, mm-hmm. millions of people were watching. I don't know mm-hmm. how many millions of people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, we're going to be coming to the end soon. It went by very quickly today, Stuart. Um, I think, yeah, we have 10 minutes. So do we have a specific message for the next few days before the spring equinox? Anything that we that you might want to share? Yes. Well, let's Mm -hmm. see what the angels are interpreting this time to be by looking into the oracle. And then I can um, embrace whatever instruments they're giving us through the oracle in relation to a more general statement that they're making. Mm -hmm. I'm just turning the cards over. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. So I've turned three cards over from a 44-card deck the Mm -hmm. Angels of Atlantis oracle cards. And these three cards denote the number three as being the number behind all manifestations. So we see this represented in the weight, space, and time of our our reality, the past, present, and future of our reality, or indeed in relation to the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost of the Christian and Judaistic belief system, or Shakti, Shiva, and Vishnu, as we see in Hinduism and Buddhism. 
Um, I'm sure that there is also a tripartite significance in Islam. Mm. Um, it's just that I, I don't have recourse to that at this moment. Mm-hmm. And the three cards are very simply Michael, the cosmic mm. leader, saying mm. transmutation is the key. And this is exactly mm. what we've been talking about. We've been talking it. about transmuting the desperation into inspiration, etc., <laughs> um, etc. Et um, the second card is Raphael, cleansing. So mm-hmm. we're moving transmutation and cleansing. Raphael is the holy healer. As I think many, I know you know, Barbara, but I think many of our listeners know that the angels of Atlantis present themselves as orbs. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm seeing in Raphael's card is this beautiful emerald green orb surrounded Mm -hmm. by water and flames Mm -hmm. that, that flames can cleanse because we can burn off anything that is unnecessary, anything that we need to release. Getting mm-hmm. rid of something means we just throw it away. We don't honor why, what, what value it has brought, even if it is irksome or challenging. Mm-hmm. And Raphael is saying, look at these beautiful, beautiful flames. We can burn off and then bathe our bodies in mm-hmm. significant, blessed, sanctified water mm-hmm. so that we feel purified, we feel healed, we feel as though we're taken into the sanctum sanctorum of our own beings. So from transmutation, we go to cleansing. Mm-hmm. And once we've cleansed, the card that Shamael gives us of serenity comes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course, Shamael is this beautiful lilac orb. Shamael mm-hmm. is the divine guide. Mm-hmm. And in the card is the picture of the Taj Mahal. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. beautiful symbol of serenity that we know is just outside Accra in India, this beautiful, beautiful symbol of serenity. So if we transmute, alchemically mm-hmm. moving the negative into positive, because nothing is singular, everything is plural on our planet, if we can cleanse, we move mm-hmm. into serenity. Now, mm-hmm. what's beautiful about this, as a heralding for the equinox, is that we're living some very enticing, indeed very enchanting, astrological processes at this time. Mm -hmm. We know that we just moved through five, maybe six years of of difficulty, Mm -hmm. largely configured in the meeting or the squaring of two planets, Uranus and Pluto. Uranus is the planet of innovation. Pluto is the shadow. Now, this squaring mostly has a 70 or 73-year cycle. And so if we look back 73 years ago, we can see events such as the Wall Street crash, the Great Depression, the proliferating socioeconomic uh, crisis in Europe, and the rise of three great men who became very dark, the Second World War, and the Holocaust. That's the mm-hmm. period we've just been through, a re-emission of those energies, not mm-hmm. necessarily of the Holocaust, etc., etc., but of that emission, meaning that Uranus literally triggers the darkness, the shadow. Mm-hmm. And so when we look back, we can see some of the difficulties that have taken place within our inner worlds or indeed Mm -hmm. within the collective. Now we're moving into a different squaring, which is Saturn Mm -hmm. in square with Neptune. And this means establishment or Big big Daddy, uh, Mm -hmm. Saturn, the planet of challenge and of change, which is what patriarchy or Big Daddy brings to us, and Neptune, which is the higher heart. So mm-hmm. things are going to shift 
within our culture to show mm-hmm. the expression of the higher heart. Mm-hmm. I believe that they're already doing this. I believe that yes. they're doing this in the form of several remarkable people like Barack, um, mm-hmm. who's showing us light, he's showing us great. Whether you agree with his policies or not, that's neither here nor there. They're just opinions. Mm-hmm. But we can see the experience of his leadership is always one of grace, is always one of light, is always one of, of, of charm, is always one of the pleasantness. Yes. And then we look to the new Prime Minister of Canada in the form of mm-hmm. Justin Trudeau, and we see this beautiful young man step mm-hmm. onto the world stage saying things like, you need to know that my administration is not based on the policies that we bring forth, it's based on human values. Mm-hmm. And so suddenly there's this huge turning just mm-hmm. in relation to these, these, these men that bring about a, a, the beginnings of an enlightened period of this year. That's what Neptune is all about. It's the higher mm-hmm. heart. The higher heart is going to be fed. Beautiful. And on another note, and so I, did, you know, yeah. I, I say look to our lives. You know, look yeah. to our lives and find ways of bringing the higher heart through, um, whatever whatever our circumstance, whether we're in even or odd situations. Let mm-hmm. us bring the higher heart through, knowing that love is all that there is. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. So um, we are at the end of the show, and I just want to remind all of you listeners, if you'd like to see uh, Stuart and attend the Enchantment Evening this Tuesday, again, contact him at Stuart, S-T-E-W-A-R-T, at thealchemyofvoice.com. And you can make a reservation. It starts at 7. It goes to 9 p.m. here in New York City. And also, he is available for soul readings, uh, individual sessions by appointment. And um, thank you so much, Stuart, for making yourself available for this Sunday morning sermon. Right? We have our church here on the video. <laughs> it's, um, it's a great pleasure. Great pleasure. Yeah. Thank you so Wonderful. much for the opportunity. And also, I did pull the same card. I pulled Raphael cleansing right before the uh-huh. show. So uh-huh. I thought that was <laughs> wonderful. Totally in sync with you and the the angels there. Beautiful. Um, Yes, yeah, so I think if there's anything else. Um, and after your visit in New York City, do you go back to London? Yep, I go back to London for a few mm-hmm. weeks before going on the Resurrection Retreat, which is a retreat yes. that I run twice a year in Egypt. Yep, yes. Egypt, everybody. Yes, like <laughs> and a lot of people think that it's a war-torn area. It is not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, mm-hmm. the, that speculation that uh, feeds the fear-mongering of our mass media communication processes, mm-hmm. particularly it seems on CNN. I've been going all the way through the revolution. The Egyptians are some of the most peace-loving people that I know, and they, their, their number one industry is tourism. So there we mm-hmm. are, you know, walking mm-hmm. through temples that I normally share with over thousands of people, and mm-hmm. there is nobody there. So we have this extraordinary retreat called the Resurrection mm-hmm. Retreat where we literally die to our old selves and reborn mm-hmm. to our divine blueprint. It's absolutely extraordinary. So if anybody's interesting, there are actually two people have had to drop out as a result of ill health. So mm-hmm. I have a couple of places still left, if anybody's interested. Wonderful. Email me, like, Stuart, at thealchemyofvoice.com. Yes. And, and I know one see. day, Barbara, I'll be able to share it with you as I have yes. with the dear Tina. Yes, I definitely, I see myself there, definitely. Um, and you can see extraordinary photographs and read more about that experience of uh, going to Egypt at his website. 
So again, thank you so much, everyone who's listening today and those who will be listening on rebroadcast. It's been my pleasure to have our special guest today, Stuart Pierce, and I'll be seeing him on Tuesday, and hopefully we'll see some of you listeners today at the event. So have a wonderful day. Enjoy your Sunday, and we'll see you next week. I'll be back on uh, the radio show on not tomorrow, but the following Monday. So have an extraordinary day. Namaste. Namaste. O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.